This is a 980 CKNW podcast. 8.33 on this very foggy Sunday morning. Can hardly see outside the studio as we speak. Uh, The fog warning, I believe, still in place. So keep that in mind if you are out and about today. It is that time in the show where we open up the phone lines and get a conversation going. We have lots to talk about this morning, and my guess is there will be no shortage of opinions on both the phone lines, the buzz line, email, what have you. Talking civic politics, and I mentioned this before the break, one of the avenues I would like to explore is something that Daniel Fontaine, who, yes, it's the Daniel Fontaine with the BC Care Providers, but he also has a blog called the the DanielFontaine.ca blog, and he sent it to me yesterday and his post where uh, he's he's written about, well, he predicted that Gregor Robertson would be announcing his departure from civic politics. So he was bang on with that prediction. He predicted that uh, back in 2017. Uh, He's now written about uh, political legacies and the idea of maybe bringing in term limits for politicians, particularly civic politicians, school trustees, counselors, what have you. And he makes mention of a school trustee uh, by the name of Michael Ewan and uh, writing that by the time the next civil, civic election rolls around on October 20th, he will have served 38 years as an elected politician. And if he runs again, that would be 42 years in office. And uh, let me just say, I am in no way, and Daniel was in no way uh, poking fun at this politician or suggesting he's not doing a good job. That is a very long time to be dedicated to public service. And I applaud anybody who makes the sacrifice to run for elected office to put himself or herself out there and do that. I think there is a special type of sacrifice that is made to be an elected official. But it does raise the question, and Daniel Fontaine raises the question as well, should there perhaps be a best before date? Should there be a time limit? Uh, George Affleck mentioned this as well, saying one of the reasons he's not running in Vancouver again for the NPA is that he's done two terms. And he thinks two terms is a good amount of time to be a city councillor. Now it's time to move on and to make way for new people to come in, some fresh blood to come in and serve in those elected seats. Uh, We heard from Tim Stevenson as well, who's been on council for quite some time. He spoke to the uh, CKNW newsroom about this, saying that he is not going to be running for re-election either, one of the reasons being the time limit or the amount of time he has spent there. Well, basically, um, I've been on council for... Uh, 16 years and five years prior to that as an MLA, so that's uh, 21 years. And um, I really think it's time for a new generation to come in, and and, uh, it's my time to go to to make room. Andrea and I on council, we've been on a long time, Andrea 10 years, and I've been 16 years. And uh, there is a a best due date for all of us in politics, and it's when to know uh, it's your time. And and I I do... uh, I think that this will give uh, Vision a, an opportunity to renew the the uh, uh, the party and the, the team that goes forward. Um, and uh, I I just thought uh, uh, another four years would be uh, too long a period for me. I didn't want to go to twenty years. 
That uh, is Councillor Tim Stevenson talking about the fact that, yes, 16 years on council, he is not going to be running again. Uh, The Andrea he was referring to there, Andrea Reimer, 10 years on council. Uh, There will be some big changes in Vancouver, that's for sure. So it's going to be an interesting one uh, coming up as we learn more about who the candidates are and uh, how things are shaping up in Vancouver. Not just Vancouver, though. It will certainly uh, be interesting in other places as well. So I will open up the phone lines and want to hear from you on this, on the idea of term limits for civic politicians, for school trustees, what have you, and your thoughts on the announcement this past week from Vancouver Mayor Gregor Robertson uh, saying that he will not be seeking a fourth term. Even though as early as October, when he was speaking to reporters, he said absolutely he would be going for re-election. He would be seeking a fourth term. He's uh, since changed his mind, apparently while on vacation uh, over the holidays, decided that he will not be doing that. He wants to spend more time with his family and such. If you live in Vancouver, I'm curious as to what you think about this and what your thoughts are about the departure and about the fact that Vancouver will be getting a new mayor in the next civic election. Uh, we can also talk, uh, well, anything that's on your mind this morning. Star 9898 to on your cell phone is a free call for you. 604-280-9898 and 1-877-399-9898 is, uh, sorry, that's the free call for you. I think I said the other one was. one eight seven seven three. One eight seven seven one. Oh, you think I would know these numbers by now? Six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight and one eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight. That's the free call for you. Uh, we are talking civic politics of the departure of Vancouver's mayor. Uh, just before we go to the phone line, so I want to play uh, one other little piece of audio for you. And uh, this was from the John McComb show. And I am a resident of Vancouver, and I fully admit. I was seriously considering moving out of this city if it was going to be another vision council under Gregor Robertson, because I don't like what's happened to this city. I agree with many, if not all of the points made in Mike Klassen's column on this. It was posted on January 12th with the headline, How We Won't Miss You, Gregor Robertson, Let Me Count the Ways. I think that this has been a council that has been so so taken with saving the world and taken with initiatives that have nothing to do with civic politics that has ruined many parts of the city. These little one-way streets here and there that cause major traffic congestion, the war on the car, the decisions being made without consultation, you name it, the property taxes that go up twice the rate of inflation. And if you dare question it, you're called a horrible person for not wanting to save the opioid crisis rather than putting it back on council saying, hey, you've got a $1.4 billion budget. You couldn't have found this money existing somewhere else. Maybe you shouldn't have spent $6 million on a sidewalk for your rich friends. Maybe there was some other way you could have saved the money. Uh, I'll play the audio for you in just a second, uh, but uh, I do want to get to the phone lines because they are open. And uh, as I mentioned, I don't think there's any shortage of opinion on this topic. Uh, let's check in with Sharon on the open line. Sharon, good morning. Hi, um, I was just listening to your comment there on the radio, and I kind of agree that, um, especially in Vancouver anyways, that the some of the municipal politicians that are here have lost sight of their constituents, all their constituents. I live in Burnaby, and we've had a mayor in Burnaby for a long, long, long time. And unfortunately, he's very old. He's still there. He might die in office, actually. And I'm just saying that he has lost sight 
of the big picture because I am one of the. I don't think I'm one of the few people. I'm one of the people in Burnaby who lives very near that pipeline that runs oil. And we had that one incident a few years ago, and not caused by the pipeline people themselves, Kinder Morgan. And I'm very into the twinning because I'm thinking of the big picture of all of Canada and what we have to do to get our resources to market. And Burnaby has been fighting it, and so has Vancouver for that matter, tooth and nail. And they only give people one side of the picture. I think that Burnaby should have been working with Kinder Morgan instead of fighting them tooth and nail, costing the taxpayers, by the way, a lot of money in court. And I think it's time for a change in Burnaby, too. We need to get rid of this mayor and somebody who is more forward-thinking and not just thinking of this one little spot, but all of our country and what we have to do to help it, as well as the citizens of Burnaby. Because I'm not happy, and I haven't been happy for a long time. (laughs) And I think the people of Vancouver, I feel sorry for them. Their taxes are horrendous. And the people who are the little stores that are in Vancouver who are dying because of the high taxes. And I think that Gregor Robertson did the same thing. He lost sight of the people and the big picture at the same time. And he needs to go. And I was hoping he would get defeated. That was my favorite thing to watch for (laughs) in November, to watch that man get defeated at the polls. But he took that pleasure away. But I'm really hoping that the people of Burnaby wake up and get rid of the mayor that we have here and get some fresh blood in there with some new thinking. All right, Sharon, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I, I guess it is kind of a... a, a there she goes. Uh, it is kind of a, an interesting one. We could, when we talk about fixed terms, when we talk about politicians and such that spend such a long time and dedicate their lives, and that is admirable, uh, but they wouldn't be there if people didn't keep electing them. So clearly they're doing something and they're speaking to some base that keeps electing them and keeps them in that office. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.